Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! I can't believe it's already Friday. It's also hilarious when you don't know if you are or you aren't on TV. Anybody that is watching uh, on SWX Montana Television or the ESPN MT app, first of all, thanks for being here. And uh, second of all, apologies for you having to watch me chug the last bit of my uh, tea before we we roll here. But happy Friday, everybody. Hope you had a great week. Uh, This is Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio, or maybe you're watching on TV or on the app. Appreciate you. Uh, for spending some time with us here uh, today. Ton to get to today. Rajim Seabrook, our normal uh, Friday co-host, at least this time of year. But it's his uh, his little man's last day of school, his son Quentin. Uh, so he wanted to pick him up, go do something special, do something outside. So we forge on. We'll miss him, but we'll see him again soon. So instead, myself and also Andrew Houghton will rap about all sorts of different things uh, from across the wide world of sports both here in Montana and just in general. We'll talk some Big Sky Conference football. The first FCS Top 25 poll is out from our good buddy Sam Herter, a friend of the show. Also got a variety of coaching movement in both the high school and college levels, uh, mostly in basketball, mostly on on the men's and, and or boys' side. We also got some NBA Finals talk. We got our Garden City Spotlight highlighting some of the uh, outstanding Missoula performances from this last uh, state championship weekend, including a couple of team titles in tennis for the Missoula Loyola boys and the Missoula Hellgate girls. We also got our final Treasure State's best of the spring. That's some of the top high school track and field marks. 
And there was a whole bunch of them. A whole bunch of records fell uh, this last weekend, but I got the the list of which which ones I think are the absolute most impressive. Uh, so we'll, we'll do all that in hour number one, hour number two. We're going to play a little football blindside. Not just NFL, not just college, a little bit of a mix of both. Uh, so that'll be fun. I have a couple questions for Andrew. I know he has a couple questions for me. And uh, then we'll take you home with a whole bunch of other stuff, including a trio of young men from Montana who are playing uh, in the College World Series. So that's pretty cool. Uh, always fun when we see Montanans go elsewhere and uh, succeed at a, a high level of sport. So we'll tell you a little bit about that uh, to take you home here as well. That's what we got coming up in the show. Uh, it is a Friday, so that means it's a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I already had my Florence Coffee earlier today, but it is, uh, it's getting there. Can't quite say if summer is fully here because it won't stop raining, but I'm just, I keep telling myself that's going to make late summer better with less smoke, hopefully at least. But either way, uh, it's been more hot outside than not, which means it's lotus season there at Florence Coffee Company. Lotus packs uh, natural caffeine. That's the kind of tea I was just drinking. Uh, the natural caffeine, I'm telling you, it, it sounds funny, but I'm not trying to sound like a crazy person. It really is just science. There's, Synthetic caffeine, and then there's natural caffeine. Natural caffeine, especially like plant-based, so it comes from a coffee bean, it comes from a green tea leaf. Those sorts of caffeines are way better. They're way better for you. They're going to make you feel way better. I think they're more effective in in terms of what you want from your your caffeine spike, if you want to call it that. But I also think you have way less of a crash, and that's what Lotus is. It's plant-based energy. And they taste really good, too. So go check out a Lotus at Florence Coffee Company. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Florence Coffee Company uh, near you. You always can stream the show on the ESPN MT app. You can also always stream the show on our website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Right now, I want you to text us if you're interested in the Paddleheads games either of the next uh, couple nights. We got tickets for Saturday and Sunday's action. So text us right now if you want Paddleheads tickets. And at the end of segment one here, we'll pick at least one, maybe even two uh, lucky winners for you. Uh, 406-888-1029. Send us a text if you're interested in going to the Paddleheads games uh, either Saturday or Sunday night here in Missoula. The Paddleheads lost last night. So they don't sweep the Rocky Mountain vibes. They don't sweep their opening uh, series, home series of the of the season. Um, I, I find it interesting right now where the Paddleheads kind of are at. They they were so unbelievably good, so unbelievably dominant. I mean, they had the they had the best win percentage in all of professional baseball last year. <laughs> that's it's pretty good uh, to be able to state that. And. Uh, now here they are, and they're off to a 5-4 and four start. I actually think be, having a little bit more competition early could help them because while the Paddleheads did have the, the top win percentage in, uh, in, in professional baseball last year, they did not win the outright Pioneer League championship. They won the first and second half pennants during the regular season, but they lost in the Pioneer League championship series at the end of the year. So um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's interesting to see and watch the evolution of this a pioneer baseball league. Now that it is an independent deal, it's interesting how much the teams can change, but also stay the same in the, in the span of one season to the next. You have more returners than ever. Cause you actually have a core 
because not affiliated. They're not getting called up anymore. The, there's no big league club to dictate the amount they're playing. So there's a much higher priority on building good teams and winning. And I think the main story so far of the uh, Pioneer League season early on here, you know, 10 games in or so, is that I think a couple of the other teams in the Pioneer League are just better. I think the Billings is better, and I think the, the Rocky Mountain Vibes, they were the absolute worst team in the league last year. I think they're a little bit better, and they won in Missoula uh, last night. That was the end of that series, the Billings-Mustangs in town this series. Uh, Paddleheads and Mustangs played each other already a six-game set in Billings, and they split. A little bit of a caveat because two of those games got postponed and then rolled into double headers. So you had two different days where there was two games. So that... That alters things a little bit. It's two seven-inning games instead of nine-inning games. So, you know, I don't know. There's, there's just a little bit of alteration there. So a little bit of a grain of salt, but still, uh, it was a competitive first, uh, you know, season opening series in Billings when the Mustangs were the hosts and the Battleheads the visitors. Now the Mustangs in town for the next three. So keep those texts coming in, 406 888 Two nine. Uh, one thing we've been talking about lately, Andrew. I wanted to ask you if you thought of any more because we had this conversation over the weekend uh, as well. I, I just finished up reading Jeff Perlman's uh, outstanding book, The Last Folk Hero. It's all about Bo Jackson, but also the concept of Bo Jackson. I, get, I guess his thesis was that Bo Jackson uh, was the last folk hero. And what do I mean by folk hero? You know, someone where you know their legend precedes them. You can hear the rumblings. You know, the stampede coming down the canyon before you can see the stampede. Uh, and also just sort of outside the technological age. It's harder to, you know, now this day and age when there's unbelievable athletes, even in a lot low level, you can find them. Twitter, Google, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. And it used to not be like that. So we were discussing just various folk heroes. Did you, have you thought of any more? I, I picked up, when I gave you that Gay to Lease book, it's because I was looking for the book The Natural, which I have over here. And that's sort of about a a fantasy folk hero, but the concept remains the same, right? The, the natural, the, the guy that can do it all. I thought, I thought Bo Jackson was a great subject for this book. Have you thought of any more folk heroes lately? Well, it's such a tough criteria to find. Here's two more names for you, and both of these guys sort of... Uh, are not that anymore. It's so difficult to maintain that status of a folk hero for your entire career. Yeah. But what about Steph Curry at Davidson? Mm, and, interesting one. And then Jimmer Fredette at BYU. I think Jimmer Fredette at BYU is a good one. Um, they're both. Those are both good ones. Jimmer, though, is a, a couple years older than Steph. Yep. And, and so he was a couple years ahead of... I, I mean, this all comes down to a lot of what this folk hero lore that we're talking about gets ruined by the fact that you can just watch videos on the computer you carry around in your pocket all the time. And one of the many perils of, of smartphone usage. Um, but Jimmer's a good one, too, though, because... You know, for better or worse, playing at BYU also makes... When you are a superstar at BYU... You are a superstar for like a, a a very defined collection of people. There's a lot of BYU fans that don't have direct connection to the school, but most are a part of that like organization. And you know, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And it's religiously influenced. It's very regionalized. And uh, but they, you know, BYU's stars also gain these crazy 
reputations because they have so many people so passionately backing them. I mean, we saw this with Steve Young and Ty Detmer when they were both in college. But you remember Fredette's a good one because he's he's the last really transcendent BYU star, wouldn't uh, you say? Taysom Hill. Well, Taysom Hill, of course, right. I mean, look at the, Taysom Hill is a great example. He actually is sort of like a folk hero. I mean, when he was coming out of Pocatello, Idaho, yep. you, could, you heard the rumblings in Montana, but you couldn't ever see this guy. And he hardly played at BYU. I mean, his college career was was maimed by injuries. It was defined by injuries much more than it was by accomplishments. But he also would have these, you know, flashes of brilliance. And and now all of a sudden we see him as a healthy guy, and he's one of the true multi-position only 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 multi-position players in the NFL. Well, and that's like sort of one of the the criteria for this is just like somebody who's doing something who that you never heard of before, you know, playing multiple positions totally. or a, a baseball guy pitching and hitting, right? Uh, that's a big part of it and it, you know, Taysom Hill was also like the best punter in Idaho high yeah. school history. Uh, so that's part of it. Part another part I mean, of it is, one, is like I mean a guy that's from that exact same vein is Troy Anderson. I oh mean, yeah, Troy Anderson was certainly a folk hero, especially in Montana, because there was so much that was isolated about Troy Anderson's existence. Like I'll never forget the quote I ran in the profile that I wrote about Troy Anderson, where from from Aaron Best, he's a Washington head coach. When the the teams played in in uh, 2018, that was the year Troy Anderson was playing quarterback. But Eastern opened up Big Sky Conference play in Bozeman. And so that was, I think, either Troy Anderson's first or second ever Big Sky Conference start at quarterback. And I'll never forget Aaron Best telling me this. He says, Cats go for it on fourth and short from midfield. We stop him. Troy Anderson runs a quarterback keeper and we stop him. And I'm looking out on the field and the guy doesn't come off the field. And I'm doing a triple take. I'm like, why isn't the quarterback coming off the field? Oh, yeah, that's because he's a, a All-American outside linebacker as well. Uh, so that's another, I guess, criteria of the folk hero is not necessarily doing things that no one's seen before because we can't see it, but also just doing things that no one's seen before because it just hasn't been done before. Yeah, that's a big part of it, I think. And, you know, it's so difficult to become... That's why I think Bo Jackson's such a great example of this guy is the last... American folk hero where he yeah. was that to everybody in the country. Right. But it's still, you can still find people who are that to, to their communities. And that's such a big part of it too, right? Is the community they come from contributes a ton to their myth, right? And I'm thinking about, uh, you know, even somebody like, like Len Bias, who came out of the DC area, uh, certainly was a folk hero to the people in that community. Yeah. Uh, here's another one who's a guy who will be sort of remembered in this way after his career is over. You'll hear a lot of stories about this guy that'll just get repeated and twisted into myth uh, and sort of a big game of telephone. Uh, and some of these will be apocryphal. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Okay. Tell me more about this person. Uh, this guy is one of the best soccer players in the world. Okay. Uh, he's a striker who... Uh, He's Swedish by, uh, I guess, by citizenship. He's he's Bosnian. He's a Bosnian Muslim guy. Okay. Who came up in in Sweden? Got it. Uh, played so, for the. So his nationality is Swedish. But Swedish. His, his, his heritage is okay. I got it. Yeah. You, you would know who this guy was if I showed you a picture of him. Certainly. He's this big, gigantic, uh, you know, Eastern European looking guy. Big ponytail. Huge. He played for Barcelona. He played for. Uh, Milan, he played for all the big clubs in Europe. 
just because of sort of the the mythologizing of his backstory. He grew up very poor in Sweden after his family immigrated then uh, there, and then also the strength of his personality, uh, which will lead to a lot of these stories that I'm talking about after his career. Uh, like when he came to the MLS to play for LA yeah. Galaxy, he took out an, a full-page ad in the Los Angeles Times before he played a game saying, Los Angeles, you're welcome. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he then proceeded. He, his, first, his first goal for LA Galaxy uh, was, was a volley from the halfway line. He basically came in. Didn't bother to learn any of his teammates' names. Gave a million self-aggrandizing quotes to the press. Scored a million goals also, and, and then left. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, one of one of his teammates, Barry Kitchen from the Galaxy, tells a story about Zlatan talking to him in the locker room. He says, "He says, Kevin, Kevin, what are you doing?" And he's looking around. He's like, "My name's not Kevin." And he's like, "If Zlatan says your name is Kevin." <laughs> That's what your name is. Amazing. More folk heroes uh, coming up because I know we're going to think of more both throughout this show and also just uh, into the future as well. But it's a good book. If you want a fun read, uh, check it out. The Last Folk Hero by Jeff Perlman, all about Bo Jackson. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Let's talk some college football. So the... uh, First poll is out, and to be fair, actually, the Athlon Sports Ranking is out, but the Athlon Sports Ranking is is just Craig Haley's ranking. Craig Haley's probably the most veteran, longstanding national journalist who covers uh, the FCS. Hero Sports now actually has a poll. I think there's only, I think there's like four or five guys that, that voted in it, but it, it makes it a real poll. So the Hero Sports poll is uh, up. Uh, this is spearheaded by Sam Herter, a great friend of this show who joins us once a week uh, during the football season. And uh, here's what the poll looks like. Montana State, the highest-ranked Big Sky team at number three. They follow behind South Dakota State at number one, the defending national champions, and North Dakota State at number two. Um, The Grizz come in at number 16 in the Hero Sports poll. Uh, The other Big Sky teams in the uh, Hero Sports poll include Idaho, who was tied at fifth with uh, Furman. Sac State is number 10. Weber State is number 11. And UC Davis uh, is number 18. So that's count them up. Six Big Sky teams in this uh, preseason top 25. And here's here's my two thoughts on this. One, the Big Sky Conference, in my opinion, is the best league uh, in the football championship subdivision. I think it's surpassed in, in total depth the Missouri Valley Football Conference. The Missouri Valley Football Conference still has the two biggest contenders for the national championship, which some would argue makes it the best conference. But I do think that uh, outside of South Dakota State, North Dakota State, and then probably that second tier of the other two Dakota schools and Northern Iowa, uh, I think that I think probably obviously one and two in the Missouri Valley Football Conference is better than the first two teams in the Big Sky. But then I think the next six teams would probably be Big Sky teams. Uh, and then you have the rest of those Missouri Valley football teams. That's all to say that in terms of the actual top football programs in the country, I would reckon that at least, I would say at least 11 and probably as many as 14 of the best football programs in the FCS 
right now are either in the Big Sky Conference or the Missouri Valley Football Conference. So that's you know, it's a testament to the rise of those two leagues and also sort of a, a criticism of the, the diluted nature of the FCS. So when I see six Big Sky Conference teams in the top 18, I'm not surprised at all. I do think it's a little bit of a feather in the cap of the Big Sky. More, though, I think it's a referendum on the FCS and, and you know, the shift in power... I mean, the, the the basically the the complete. I mean, the, the conference isn't completely dissolved, but it's a shell of it of what it once was. The Southland Conference is supposed to also be one of the premier conferences in the FCS, and it's just not anymore with the departure of so many different teams. Uh, the Colonial Athletic Association also uh, has some makeup work to do uh, after, first of all, the departure of James Madison to the FBS, and then secondly, with. Uh, sort of Villanova not being Villanova's okay. They're, they're certainly an they're, they're certainly solid, but they were a premier football program uh, when Andy Talley was there, and he's not there anymore. Who good one? Text in from uh, a listener. Wilt Chamberlain of Folk Hero, certainly. I read Robert Cherry's outstanding uh, auto or excuse me, just straight biography on Wilt Chamberlain, and I was captivated by it. As crazy as this Jeff Perlman book is about. Bo Jackson, and Bo Jackson is certainly one of the most diverse and explosive, powerful, natural athletes ever. Wilt Chamberlain is something else, man. He he is so unbelievably mythical, especially when you read just like his day-to-day life and, and you know, what he accomplished and all the things he overcame. Another suggestion, though, from a listener in terms of folk heroes, Elvis Old Bull. I think that's a really good one. I actually think that there's been... Uh, there's been several, at least, if not uh, a couple handfuls of outstanding Native American basketball players, both men and women, mostly men, but but there's been a couple gals, too, that sort of have that, that folk hero persona uh, for sure. Um, so my first thought on this poll is that if, if there's not six Big Sky teams in the top 20, I actually think that would be a disappointment way more than it is impressive to have six teams in the top 20. The other thing that strikes me, though, is that basically since that 2019 football season, which was like the last quote-unquote normal football season, since then, the top three in the FCS has remained unchanged. They've moved slots a little bit with, uh, you know, North Dakota State won the 2020 or the 2019 national championship and the 2021, but then South Dakota State wins in 2022. Montana State played for a national championship in one of those. Uh, SDSU beat NDSU last year, but they've basically been the top three same teams. I'm grappling with though, Andrew, whether that's a good or a bad thing for the FCS. I think it's a good thing. I think that the more brand familiarity that you have, and I sound a little bit like Justin Angle here. I, <laughs> I know. I think that the more brand familiarity that you have with the people that you are trying to sell your product to is good. So in that way, maybe it's good for the FCS in terms of trying to draw new eyeballs because they have brands that they know are going to be there every year. Uh, but maybe it's not so good for people who are already aware of what the FCS is who want to see you know new narratives who want to see sort of the ebb and flow of it. So uh, on the whole, I think it, it's it's good, but there are some downsides. I, I guess the the uh, the argument would be that 
having the same three teams in the top three is actually less redundant and repetitive than just having the exact same team as number one. The, yes. three, the three teams being sort of rotating between Montana State has not been the number one team in this in this scenario yet, but they have been the number two team in this little rotation over the last several years. Uh, all three of these teams have been in the final four of the FCS playoffs each year since 2019. That was the Cats' first appearance in what's now a run that's seen them uh, make it three years in a row. Uh, but North Dakota State has now not won the national championship for the first time in a long time with SDSU getting their first ever. So, no, I do think that's actually right. Um, even just having a little bit of rotation in terms of the challenge uh, to, to be number one, to win the national title, I think that actually is good for the subdivision. Well, it's, it, strengthens, it strengthens the rest of the subdivision, too. I mean, we saw this with North Dakota State dominating the FCS for so long. I think that if that hadn't happened, this current South Dakota State team wouldn't have reached the heights that it did, right? And we talk about that. For sure, high tides raise all ships. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think I think that's good. And, and even and if it means and, that, and the thing there is that the Grizz have to be able to figure out a way to capitalize on that because the high tide has raised raised all ships, including South Dakota State, including Montana State, but also including Sam Houston and James Madison, and those are up and out, and they moved up to the the FBS. Montana, though, has not seen the 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 high tide rise their ship nearly as much. They have been sort of stuck on the outside looking in in that second tier of FCS. Yeah, which is why these next couple years are going to be so big for Montana. Uh, I think, I guess, the other thing I would say is that clearly in college football, having a very small group of actual contenders doesn't really hurt your product, right? Well, right, and that's the thing. The thing that I find so fascinating about the Power Five and the FBS is that there's just this, there's this, no pun intended, drunk enthusiasm for every, for all the college football fan bases over the span of like 45 fan bases, out of the 60 or whatever Power 5 teams there are, most of the fan bases believe that they are actually national championship contenders, and they are not. <laughs> they are not. I don't even know if you could say that there is a national championship contender in the Pac-12. I don't know if you could say there's any national championship contenders, period, starting out day one, other than probably Oklahoma and Texas in the Big 12, and those two teams are going to the SEC. By the way, some of the teams from the Pac-12 that maybe could get get a seat at the table, they're also on the way out. So the blind enthusiasm is funny. When you actually boil it down and break it down, there's actually only like six teams that could win the national championship at the top level as well. Right, and FCS has even more of a claim to sort of that blind optimism that you're talking about, right? Because there is a real, it's a real playoff system. Well, and you could go 8-3 and three and win the win the championship. That hasn't happened in the last decade or so, but that used to be like the way that it was done. I mean, Richmond was like the fourth team yep. out of the Colonial Athletic Association. They were an 8-3 at-large squad, and they went all the way, and they beat one of the greatest Montana teams of all time in the national championship. Right, and you have people who certainly still remember those days before North Dakota State really came onto the scene and started sure. dominating. I mean, the last Big Sky team to win a national championship, Eastern Washington was solid in 2010 during the regular season, but they got red hot in November and then just rode that momentum all the way. So, I mean, it, it can be done, and that used to actually be about half the times. I mean, I, I would actually reckon that most of the Big Sky teams to win national championships were certainly good during the season that they won, but it was their performance down the stretch into the playoffs, through the playoffs, that won national championships for them. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. A couple uh, bulletins for you, news briefs. Sam Bagley's the new Sentinel High School uh, boys basketball coach, 
If the name sounds familiar, it's because Sam Bagley was a star at Missoula Sentinel not that long ago. This is making me feel... Yeah, I always think I've, I've been a short-timer here at ESPN Radio, Missoula Broadcasting Company. I actually realized that we're uh, closing in on celebrating my fifth anniversary here at, at Missoula Broadcasting. But Sam Bagley was a senior there at Sentinel when I first came back to Missoula. So he's a young guy uh, tasked with taking over the program uh, after Jason Mackey resigned after a couple seasons. So we'll catch up with Sam, and uh, we'll let you know more. He was a great player, so we'll see if he can become a, a great coach. I think he was actually... The Montana Player of the Year that year, his senior year uh, at Sentinel. In other coaching news, Steve Keller, owner of 900-plus wins between his time at Helena High School, Montana Western, and most recently the University of Providence, he announced his retirement at the end of this last season. And now, instead, he's not retiring. He's joining his son, Wes Keller's staff at Rocky Mountain College to coach the women's basketball team. So... Wes, uh, a great coach there at Rocky. He got the Batland Bears to the national tournament again last year. Now he's got uh, an assistant coach who also happens to be his dad, who also happens to have 900-plus wins uh, in his uh, uh, decorated Hall of Fame, certainly, career. Kurt Paulson, the head coach at Carroll College, is no longer the head coach at Carroll College. He stepped down. Uh, he wrote a, a sort of a farewell message on Facebook, and he cited want to spend more time. He said his family needs him right now, and he wanted to spend more time with his wife and children. Uh, so best of luck to him. Uh, Kurt Paulson, certainly a friend of the show, a guy we followed along with quite a bit. He was an assistant coach here at Montana when my brother was in school here. They used to work together at Coach Tinkle's basketball camps in the summers. So that's how I first got to know Kurt. And he's done a good job at Carroll. They've had a couple really good national tournament runs. So um be interesting to see where Carroll goes next. Uh, when they, when it comes to hiring a, a new head men's basketball coach. And then the last one, Junior Bergen, All-American punt returner, named uh, preseason All-American by Athlon Sports. And uh, Bergen certainly deserving of that, but it also got me thinking just about how good the return game has always been when Bobby Houck has been the head coach at Montana. I know the last couple years uh, there's been some things to certainly criticize and, and nitpick about the Grizz, the one thing that you can't deny is that Bobby Houck and his reputation as one of the great special teams coaches in the country at all levels of college football is undeniable. I mean, they, they have been lights out on special teams. I mean, they've had multiple All-American punters. They've had multiple All-American kick returner and punt returners. Uh, they've been lights out uh, just in terms of every element of their special teams. And so I do think that uh, Bobby Houck and his staff, but, but especially the mastermind in Coach Houck, deserves a ton of credit for that. Nuwana is now at ESPN Radio. Missoula Loyola, the Class BC champions in state tennis. So is the Missoula Hellgate girls ending one of the great dynasties in Montana high school uh, sports history. We shall discuss further in our Garden City Spotlight. That's next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm, when it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. Hey! He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, today. Time for our Garden City Spotlight, presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op is focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. Missoula Electric Co-op proudly presents the Garden City Spotlight each week here on Nuanas Now, focusing on some of the best of the best here in Missoula, the Garden City. How about the Missoula Loyola boys in uh, state tennis? They won their third straight state tennis title, and they did it in resounding fashion. Dylan Taylor of Loyola avenged a pair of losses to Clay Rouse of Darby by beating him in straight sets in the singles final, 6-4 and 7-6. Uh, that gives Taylor uh, his third straight state championship. And uh, the Rams also put an exclamation point on this thing as Carter Top and Joe Kirschenman uh, also steamrolled to the doubles title. So three in a row for the Missoula Loyola boys uh, in tennis. Congratulations to them. In double-A girls, the Missoula Hellgate Knights ended Bozeman's string of 10 straight state championships, one of the great streaks of state championships in prep sports history in Montana. Uh, and the Knights did it behind a outstanding freshman in Elliot Banziger. Uh, she, as a freshman, won the singles title, and then her sister, Lane Banziger, uh, teamed with Brooke Best to win the doubles championship. It's nice to finally get over the hump, Hellgate veteran coach Brian Hanford told the Missoulian. I, had a, I have had six second-place finishes uh, at State since I've started. We talked earlier in the season about someone wanting that title. Good for Bozeman dominating for a long time, but it feels really good to not just be the runner-up. Just to watch our kids grow throughout the season and believe in what we do every day and put in hard work was really special. It's also cool for the Banziger family. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, the last time the Knights won a state championship in girls' tennis, 1992, and both uh, Elliot and Lane's aunt, Brett, was part of that team. And uh, they have two aunts, plus their mother, who also enjoyed success uh, at Hellgate. So uh, it's a family affair, certainly, and uh, very cool for uh, that family to be a part of uh, state tennis championships some 31 years apart. Garden City Spotlight, presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. The Montana Coaches Association announced their finalists for uh, Spring Sports Coach of the Year. The MCA Awards Ceremony will occur July 27th in Great Falls at C.M. Russell High School. Uh, a couple of Missoulians are nominees for the, uh, the MCA Coaches of the Year in their respective sports, including Brian Hanford from Missoula Hellgate. Uh, he's the AA uh, 
Award winner uh, for girls tennis, Bob Hillslap of Polson and Molly Pamsma of Sims are also the uh, the tennis award winners in girls tennis. Colton Curry of Bozeman Gallatin, who helped lead the Raptors to their first ever state championship. Bob Hillslap of, of Polson, he's he's the winner in both Class A boys and girls. And then Patty Danforth from Azula Loyola, the winner of the uh, BC Boys uh, Tennis Coach of the Year. Uh, so cool there. Your softball award winners for Spring Sports Coaches of the Year, uh, Abby Snipes of Kalispell Glacier. She joined us on the show earlier this week. Glacier won the AA state title. Coleman Rockwell is the Class A Softball Coach of the Year out of Billings, uh, the head coach of Billings Central. And Tyson Anderson, the BC Coach of the Year in softball from Conrad and Shoto. In baseball, Brad Fisher, who joined us uh, last week, is the Coach of the Year for the Polson Pirates, leading them to the first ever state championship in uh, high school baseball. In girls track and field, the AA Coach of the Year is Jesse Zentz of Helena High. Class A Coach of the Year, Spencer Holes of Corvallis. The Class B Coach of the Year, West Lindeen of Huntley Project. And the Class C Coach of the Year, Judy Call of Plentywood. In boys track and field, the Coach of the Year, Lon Carter, Helena Capital at the AA level. Spencer Holes uh, also at the A level for boys. Sarah Lang of Jefferson is the Class B uh, Track Coach of the Year, and then Laura Arnthun of Manhattan Christian, the Class C Boys Track Coach of the Year. Girls Golf, it's Travis Clark of Shelby and Tom Hubers of Manhattan Christian, and then Boys Golf, Mark Mark Torney of Anaconda, and then Tom Hubers of Manhattan Christian. Uh, so congratulations to all of those various finalists, including the ones uh, from right here in Missoula. It's new on us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. A total of 12 state records fell at state track and field over the weekend. Some of those records, plus some other outstanding marks, highlight our Treasure State's best. Talking uh, all things high school track and field and putting a bow on the season right after this. Keep it right here. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience. Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Radio Missoula. If like a duo like Hall and Oates, sort of a soft rock pop, but but very melodious and uh, full of harmonies. If I swear, if that came out now, I think it would be such a huge hit. Who like who's the best duo in music right now? If you got good answers, text us 406-888-1029. Also text us here on Nuanas now. That same number, 406-888-1029. If you want Paddleheads tickets, we got tickets to Sunday's game against the Billings Mustangs uh, here in Missoula. Text us right now, 406-888-1029. Little haul and oats for you here on Nuanas now on your Friday. Thanks for tuning in. No matter you're listening on the radio, 1029 ESPN Missoula, or on the television, SWX Montana Television, or on the ESPN MT app. It's time for our Treasure State's Best. Presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. Paul's Pancake Parlor, 
located in the Tremper's Shopping Center here in Missoula, right there by Malfunction Junction. Here's a great, here's a good one for you. It's Friday, weekend's coming up. So this is a great little errand. I know, especially if you're of a certain age, <laughs> you almost certainly got to go to the hardware store for something or, you know, the Home Depot, whatever it might be. But go to Tremper's and it doesn't matter what order you do it in, but you can hit up, go get your name on the list of Paul's Pancake Parlor and then go to Ace Hardware and look around, get you, get whatever little trinkets you need or whatever home fixer uppers you need. And uh, then go eat your breakfast at Paul's or go to the book exchange right next door. And either way, Boom. You have three different stops. Get a great, delicious breakfast there at Paul's Pancake Parlor. You know, maybe get some books, maybe get some bolts, whatever. Paul's Pancake Parlor, Institution of Missoula. The breakfast keeps you coming back for more, but check out their lunch menu as well. Located there in the Tripper Shopping Center. Proud supporters of high school track and field across the state of Montana. Here's some best of the best marks from this last season and a little story to go along with each one of them. First of all, uh, if you saw the picture of the podium... I think that's what you call a grown-ass man. Reed Harris of Great Falls High is uh, physically formidable, to say the least. The young man's probably six foot five and 220, maybe 225 pounds. And he won the 200 meters at the Class AA state meet in 21.87 seconds. Now, anything under 22 for a high school kid of any size is, is an astounding number. I don't want to put the pressure on Reed Harris... Uh, in, in terms of being able to do as much as Troy Anderson was able to do. But they are similarly built, except for Harris is bigger. And after that 200 time, in terms of at least the 200 meters, Harris is also faster. And that's pretty crazy to think about. Harris right now is set to go to Boston College to play football. Uh, so we'll see. But he's certainly an athlete with an unbelievable amount of upside out of Great Falls High. The top 100 meters time in the state this year was Cameron McAllister of Laurel. He ran 10.77, which is a really impressive time. Uh, so good job by him. It's always fun following the 100. I think people understand that event the most just because they understand, you know, what is an elite time and they know the, the Olympics and everything on down from it. Uh, in the 800 meters, this was really impressive. Wilson Schmidt, who's a freshman from Belgrade, he came kind of out of nowhere and defeated a star-studded field in the 800 meters. Schmidt ran 1 minute 51.31 seconds. That's only about a, a second and change off the all-class record. Kid's only a freshman. So we'll see what the future might hold for him. But if you're in a heat that, uh, you know, you're beating guys like Weston Brown, who joined us earlier this week from Bozeman High, who's headed to Princeton. Nathan Neal, who will certainly be one of the odds-on favorites to... Uh, compete in a variety of distance running at next year at Bozeman High. If you're beating those guys as a freshman, that's an impressive, impressive result. More of the best of the best here from the state of Montana. In terms of the sprints, I would say uh, in the girls' side, girls are faster in Montana than they've ever been. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. Jaden Wolf of Billings West set the all-class 100-meter record last year at 12.08 seconds. This year, you had a half a dozen girls within two-tenths of a second of that. Jane Van Dyken of Manhattan Christian ran 12.13 seconds during the regular season. She runs that at a state meet. That would have been a Class C record. Abe Roberts of Billings Skyview also had a season-best time of 12.13 seconds. Brooks Zatuni of Whitefish ran 12.24 seconds, which is a Class A state record. 
Claire Hutchinson of Stevensville, who's also a D1 bound athlete, she ran 12.33. And Brooke Reuter of Savage set the 100 meter record in the for Class C for the second year in a row at 12.35. So really, really impressive marks across the board. Zatuni, by the way, also had the top. Uh, 200 meter time in the state, 25.08 seconds. That is only about three tenths of a second off of the all class state record in the 200. And Zatuni's only a junior, so she'll be back uh, for her senior year. Treasure State's Best, presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. Some other impressive marks now that high school track and field is in the books. Weston Brown, we talked about him earlier this week. He set the all-class state record in the uh, 1,600 meters. He ran four minutes, 10.68 seconds. So that's uh, that's smoking. He, he broke this, the all-class record by more than two seconds. But he wasn't the only one. If you're under 420 in the high school mile, you're absolutely elite. You're absolutely a, a Division One caliber uh, athlete. So distance running remains strong in the ranks of boys distance runners in Montana because Nathan Neal was also under 420. Ryan Harrington of Great Falls was also under 420. Phineas Colescott of Missoula Hellgate, who's bound for Columbia, he was also under 420. And then Henry Ballinger of Helena, he was also under 420. So very impressive marks for those young men. And some of the field events, I still to this day think that the most unbreakable record in the state of Montana is Dennis Black's shot put throw of 68 feet and a half an inch. Black actually hit in the 70s during his high school career, but never did it at a state meet. But to put that in perspective, 68 feet would win the Big Sky by like eight feet. (laughs) And that's a high school throw. It would win the Big Sky Conference. I mean... Pros, the best, the best throwers in the world are throwing seven, like ever, are throwing seventy feet, and so for Dennis Black to be able to do that when he was in high school, unbelievable. So I don't know if that shot put record is ever getting broken. It's sort of when you compare elite marks, though, like all these sprinting marks and stuff that we're comparing, these kids are within tenths of a second of the all class state record. So Montanans are certainly getting faster. It's nothing against the throwers, but no one's even close to that all class mark. But that's because no one's going to get close. I mean, Dennis Black was like a bona fide Olympic caliber thrower uh, in the late 80s, early 1990s there in Great Falls. So uh, it's sort of a skewed barometer, right? If you're over 50 feet in the shot put in high school, you're great. If you're over 55, that's outstanding. You're you're definitely a Division I caliber shot put thrower. And we had a couple young men uh, that were right there at that elite mark. Andrew Burroughs of Hamilton won the the Class A state championship. His top throw of the year, 56 feet, 8.5 inches. And then Alex Shields of Missoula Hellgate was the double-A champion. His top throw, 54 feet and 4 inches. Very impressive. I also think the the discus and the javelin are two really uh, out-there records for boys track and field. The all-class disc record is 193 feet 7 inches. The all-class javelin record, 213 feet 4 inches. But still, anything over 175 in the disc... Absolutely elite. Aiden Krause of Kalispell Glacier did that. His best throw, 181.7 in the disc. And then Bryce Greeby, who's bound for Montana State to play football out of Melstone, he wins Class C with an uh, awesome throw of 175 feet, 11 inches. And then in javelin, Tyson Bowder of Hamilton, the only young man to go over 200 in the jab. But if you're over 200, that's outstanding as a high school kid. And he's only a junior as well. He throws it 200 feet, 4 inches to win the Class A state championship. And Aiden Nichols of Missoula Hellgate, he throws 192 feet even to win the AA state championship. Uh, a couple more here, Treasure State's best. Taylor Cyril of Hamilton went 15-1 in the pole vault. That was the top mark in the state. We talked about Taylor. Haley Chirik earlier uh, this week, she had top times. Uh, she had Class C records overall in the 400 meters, the 300 meter hurdles, 
and the 800 meters. So three state records, and she's only a junior as well at Roberts. But Churik, her 800 time was particularly impressive. Two minutes, 12.97 seconds. That led the entire classification by a long shot. So very impressive there for her. And uh, a couple others that uh, either set marks or threatened marks. Olivia Lewis of Corvallis ran 42.94 seconds in the 300-meter hurdles. That's only seven one-hundredths of a second off of the all-class state record. Elisa Keller of Billings West, she set the double-A record in the javelin. as She threw 156 and change at state. Her best throw of the season, though, 157 feet, one inch. That would have been the all-class state record, but it didn't happen at state. But either way, uh, Lisa Keller blew out the double-A record, broke that record by like 13 feet. So the BYU-bound Billings West senior, uh, certainly really impressive in the javelin this year. And then two more for you. Logan Todorovic of Helena High, she sets a new all-class state record in the long jump, 19 feet, four and a half inches. And Ava Kellenberg, as only a junior there at Missoula Sentinel, Todorovic is also a junior. Uh, She jumps 39 feet, 4.75 inches in the triple jump. Uh, That's in the mix. That's only about four and a half, four and three quarters inches shy of the all-class state record set by Lauren Haggett of Missoula Sentinel. So Kellenberg coming back for her senior year next year. She'll certainly be in the mix for the triple jump record as well. To put a bow on this, I think that the thing that is going to be so exciting next spring is so many of, especially those young ladies that I just named, are juniors. So they'll be back for their senior year. Ava Kellerberg, Missoula Sentinel. Logan Todorovic of Helena High. Olivia Lewis of Corvallis. Taylor Chirik of Roberts. Brooke Zatuni of Whitefish. They're all juniors, so they'll be back for their senior years. And uh, it'll be exciting to watch them as they continue to evolve and uh, improve. Treasure State Stars presented by Paul's Pancake Parlor. Appreciate Paul's Pancake Parlor. Thanks to Mike and his team for their continued support of this. Uh, Paul's is such an institution of Missoula. They're so popular. Everybody knows where they're at. Everybody knows what they're doing. Everybody knows the breakfast rocks. They sponsor this segment because they really believe in promoting high school track and field, and so do we. I believe in promoting all high school sports. I think that getting his kids involved in as many things competitively as you can uh, certainly it's nothing but a good thing for us just as a community and as Montanans. So we really appreciate Paul's Pancake Parlor for their continued support of uh, our high school track and field, Treasure State's Best. We'll be back next year uh, highlighting the best of the best in uh, high school track and field each week throughout the spring here on Nuanez Now. Can you believe we did a whole hour without talking about the NBA Finals? I was going to lead with it, but then we were rolling on other things. That's what we're going to do to start hour number two. We'll also talk a whole bunch of football. We'll talk some Shaquille O'Neal documentary on HBO. It's good. You should watch it. It's really entertaining. And we'll also talk a couple Montanans headed to the College World Series, and we'll have a bunch of fun. Friday rolls on. Don't change the dial. Keep it right here. 1029 FM ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore 
live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.